Hi, I'm Dr. Christine Sauer, host of the show, Your Quality of Life, Healthy Alternatives. I'm very pleased today to be with Dr. Nima. Now, your whole name is not really Nima, it's Nima Ramani, right? Perfect, perfect pronunciation. Oh, thank you. <laughs> with, with a little bit of the German twist to it, it's even, even more uh, beautiful. Exactly, and you became a chiropractor turned edutainer. Now, I love yeah. that edutainer <laughs> because I do similar things. Tell Beautiful. me about where were you born? How did you get yeah. to where you are now? Well, edutainer, because it's entertaining education. I mean, we, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher now, and I find that people will learn when there is some element of an experience that they go through. There's emotion, there is laughter, there's tears. And so I try to involve all of those elements in my seminars, in my, in my talks, in my teaching. Um, essentially, I started off as a chiropractor and I still am. I will always be a chiropractor at heart. Essentially, um, as a chiropractor, people are coming in with stress. Change the story for so many people, but then there's facts and there's feelings and we can change the facts about them, but the feelings are there stuck in the body in the unconscious mind and people didn't really have access to changing them and finding where they came from. And so I started to implement that into my live trainings. And now uh, with the development of the internet and all of that, I now have, uh, you know, programs online, live events, breath work, inner child meditation, and I do it in a fun, entertaining way. And I do trainings that help people bring them back into the somatic experience of feeling safe in their bodies so that they can then turn around and have safety in their relationships and then feel connected to their purpose and their spiritual calling. It all begins in the body and that's where you know my training has now led me into teaching. Now, I really love that because it is so true. If we don't address all aspects of a person, the body, the mind, the spirit, I always compare it with the cell phone, that people understand that analogy. It has a hardware, the battery has to be charged. The same for us, the body. I'm a brain health coach. And I say that cell phone has to have software, Android or, or Apple. And if that doesn't work, the self, you can't watch your Netflix movie. And for us, it's the thoughts and emotions. And, but there's a third dimension. Without it, you can't watch your Netflix movie. And you know it's there, but you can't see it. It's called Wi-Fi internet for us. It's a spiritual perspective. And suddenly it clicks with the people and they say, hey, that makes sense. <laughs> and I love that you teach it in the same way. And it's so true, people need to realize. They need to do everything. There's no mental illness. And my teacher, Dr. Amen, says there's brain struggles. And you have yeah. to address it from all areas. So true. Yeah. I love that. This is the, um, it's really an understanding of the nervous system. We have now grossly misinterpreted all of these disorders. And they're just various states of adaptive protective mechanisms of the nervous system. And once you teach, once you learn to become a master of your nervous system, everything else translates into your life in a different way. That is, secure, that is, the, the name of the game is secure attachments. By creating safety and security inside, I can now create safety in my relationships. And then the next frontier, which I've been working on is secure attachments with work. To be able to 
because I couldn't unplug from work. I became codependent with clients. And so breaking from that codependency was, is the work. And that's tough because many of us in the helping profession become workaholics. And I love that you as a chiropractor said, I can, and I love my chiropractor because I have a very bad back or used to have it. It's all gone. But uh, the chiropractor has the adjustments of the nervous system, of course. And as you very said, helpful. it is very helpful. But what can you do if you need a deeper adjustment? And I love that you develop the methods to adjust more than just the spine as a chiropractor. Yeah. I, call it, I call it the adjustment above atlas, the atlas being the first vertebrae. We adjust our, our thoughts and, and, and um, it's really about where, where I'm placing my attention. And so uh, giving people the tools to be able to take the trigger. And here's what I found is the hallmark, is the, is the um, holy grail of human achievement here it is are you ready is the ability as victor frankl says to expand the space between stimulus and response between stimulus he says between stimulus and response there's a space in that space is um our freedom to choose and in that in that choice lies our growth and our power and so most of us unconsciously are being led and, and governed by these old complexes that are still stuck in our body. So when you say something or your voice raises towards me just a little bit, then I, my body clenches up because it remembers my father. And that physical re reactivity is not, is not uh, uh, transformable just with cognitive thought alone. It must be addressed in the body. The tears must be felt. You must connect with that younger part of you, our younger parts that we abandoned in service of approval. And uh, this conditioning that we do leads us to the place where we're disconnected from ourselves. We don't know who we are. Because of those traumas, we've abandoned ourselves. We don't know who we are. We please others. We tolerate abusive behavior. We attract people in our lives who are a match energetically for our own uh, conditioned self-abandonment, uh, unworthiness. We meet somebody exactly at that same level. And the toxicity that happens in the relationships are all just a... Um, kind of a projection of those unresolved wounds. So the answer is always to go back and to find those wounds and to, you know, do your own kind of chiropractic work on your own, your own unconscious wounding. And when you do, all of a sudden your emotional maturity develops. You start to learn how to parent the younger part of you that wasn't properly parented uh, because parents didn't have, you know, they were at the effect of their own woundings as well. And you take that responsibility and then all of a sudden you feel safer in your body and every relationship around you starts to change. Your self-esteem starts to soar. You feel worthy and deserving. Um, it's very powerful. 
I'm sure it is. And I don't know if you know enough of my history to know that I was just a doormat, like I call it, like you uh, are describing about when I came to Canada. My ex-husband was abusive in that relationship. Not physical, but hey, there's worse than that. But I broke free and I learned the meaning of assertiveness. I don't know if you're aware of it, but in German, there's no assertiveness. You're either submissive or aggressive. There's no... There's no middle. Mm. Yeah. The secret of it is to become iron, but yet flexible like rubber. And there's a, this is a very, this is a very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, very um, subtle nuance because we all try to be iron, but the thing is, is that we don't, we're not flexible and bendable. And so when we, or you're like, you're like, you just explained, you're a complete doormat with no spine of your own and people will walk all over you because you don't know how to set boundaries. This is kind of like the codependent. This is the, the an example of when the little girl in you uh, was probably had to, had aggressive parents, maybe one of them, and you had to, um, in order for to you to, for you to get your attachment needs met, you had to abandon yourself and be the good girl and say yes and please others. Maybe your family was a complete shit show, and they didn't know how to uh, to take care of themselves. So you had to, in order for you to feel safe, you had to abandon your own needs and then take care of other people or just say the right thing. And so soon as you hit your, 50, your teens, 20s, 30s, you then realize, you like, I've been so busy pleasing others, I don't really know who the hell I am anymore. And if you don't get this, you start to develop health issues, mm -hmm. chronic pain, uh, digestive issues, fibromyalgia. These are all what I would notice in my private practice. Patients coming in with these conditions were all doormats who had abandoned themselves a long time ago and their bodies are just trying to wake them up to finally pay attention to themselves. And so I didn't like working with those people. I liked to teach them how to resource themselves so that they didn't need to attract health problems to wake them up. Yeah, what I find interesting, of course, you're right. I had to please everybody to get love, basically. And many, many people are like that nowadays, sadly. And I mean, the parents try what they can, they do what they learned as children. So I don't blame my mother or father at all. They did what they could. And uh, uh, I, I, I see it in my clients now too. They really need to find out who they are. And we all have to go through that crisis at some point in the life. And we learn from that. Now, yeah. uh, you quoted Victor Frankl. It's and I love Viktor Frankl's yeah. logotherapy. And I'm old yeah. enough. I'm much older than you are. And I was in Germany in the 70s. And he got the Nobel Prize for Peace. And I was in the university where he held a speech. Wow. And the auditorium was full. And that was the first time I heard of him. Wow. There as a young He's girl, a hero. 19 year old. And I thought, wow, he survived Auschwitz and found meaning in it. And lost his wife and children everything. and uh, yeah, lost everything, meaning. but yeah. his, his ability to talk to himself. A hundred percent. Exactly. Oh, and man. so that's our journey is to find meaning in our struggle. And mm -hmm. so I created the methodology for um, finding that it's a, it's a tool. 
which is a self-inquiry tool that not only cognitively changes the story, but gives you access to the younger parts of yourself mm -hmm. in the body that are still victims of those circumstances. Right. And to be the one to rescue and to reparent that younger self. And so it's an advanced kind of inner child dialogue that um, helps, helps to heal those old wounds and to resource and to find that strength and meaning within oneself. No, when at that, first you that, were lost. That's such a wonderful work. How did you first become a chiropractor? How did you connect to your own uh, yeah, it came from my own pain. Everything that I'm teaching is is basically, as I'm talking, it's literally, I'm pretending that I'm the one in the audience listening. It's everything that I needed. We teach what we most need to learn. <clears throat> Started for me with headaches and hip pain, getting chiropractic adjustment going, wow, that feels amazing. <clears throat> Deciding at the age of 13 that I wanted to be a chiropractor and going in and within a short time, around five to 10 years of being in the office, noticing patterns uh, where patients, some would get really great results and others just couldn't. And I, my ego didn't like that. And I had to learn how to go deeper to be able to help them. And so as I went on my own personal development journey to, to sort out my own low self-confidence, I was bullied as a kid. Uh, I went through a divorce, uh, played the victim in that one went from one relationship after another failed relationship until I finally said, all right, I'm, it's time for me to take some responsibility for why I got here rather than constantly playing the victim. Uh, and then I realized why all of everything that I chose made sense. And James Hollis, who is a Jungian psychologist that I really love, he says, the first half of life is a giant mistake. It's like you think that you're in control. You think you have uh, agency and choice, but you don't. You're actually being pulled to familiar patterns from these unconscious complexes that you haven't really maybe observed until a crisis comes up and you have the, the guidance to be able to, to have someone guide you into looking. But um, Carl Jung says, until you make that unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you'll call it fate. So I now have uncovered those unconscious complexes, started to change those conditioning, saw complete change in different results in my life. I, 44 years old um, now, but a couple of years ago, after really hitting rock bottom with a, another failed relationship, I decided to move back in with my parents and do the unthinkable, move back in with them, put my place up on Airbnb, move back in with them and said, all right, I'm going to sort this out if it kills me. And so I healed those old wounds. And uh, now uh, I'm in a position where uh, at this, at the recording of this here, July the 29th, July the 30th, 2020, all throughout the COVID pandemic, I've gotten married. We have a baby on the way in October and um, teaching people the tools of self-regulation and co-regulation so that they can have secure attachments and feel safer in their bodies and go from this codependent dynamic where no relationship really can work. Relationships are transactional. Relationships are draining. Relationships are codependent to now 
to a place where my relationships feel nourishing and I feel safe in my body and connected to my purpose and um, looking forward to the challenges of parenthood. I'm so happy to hear that. Happy uh, having a child. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank Actually, you. Actually, I'm a grandmother third time in, in Christmas. Wow. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. What yeah, a gift. And, and, and it's nice, but sadly, my grandchildren are in London, England, and in Germany. But it, it's still nice. There's WhatsApp and there's planes. But it, it I, I find it really fascinating that we all get into a relationship. And often the second time is so much better or the third time. And for me, it, I found that the second time when I changed, my partner changed from the interaction. So we are growing together and that's kind of nice too. Beautiful, so yeah. You don't and, have to necessarily ditch your partner, only right. he's one well, of the few and I have actually clients that tell me, oh, that's just the person I am. I always was anxious. I always will be anxious. And it's all because of my accident that I had 20 years ago. Come on, you can grow from there. Yeah, totally. What and, would you uh, tell those patients? Well, those are the people who, um, you know, they're in that limbo state. You know, should I stay? Should I go? And that's the big, big question is that, well, here's the thing. Be open to the possibility that that old relationship must die. And so there's a death and a grieving of your old self that we're constantly called on to do. And... Um, the answer on the other side, should I stay, should I go, is you must let that other part of you die and in service of a new reality. And you got to think about and feel into and you got to create a new identity for yourself. And it takes work. It takes consistency. And don't do it without a guide. But um, you're here. Like, you got to look at it. If we take your age... Um, and take 90, age 95 minus your age, current age, and then multiply that by 365, you now have the amount of days that you have left. And it's up to me to make sure that those days are spent with my attention, my actions, my intentions, my conversations focused towards creating the ideal scenario of the time that I want left. That's why I'm here in Tofino. That's why I'm celebrating my one year anniversary. I'm, I'm choosing a life over the 18,000 and some odd days left to consistently choose celebration, to choose acknowledgement, to choose where I wanna be spending my time, what I want to be doing, who I want to be doing it with. And we forget that we have agency. We have choice. Yet we live like we don't because the truth is those old triggers, those old traumas, if we don't heal them and heal those attachment wounds, they will run our lives and we'll call it fate. This is fate. This is who I am. I have no choice. I will always be this way. And the truth of the matter is if that's what you're saying and so be it, that's what will be true. What I've found and discovered is for people who want to transform, you can if you're willing to do the work. Yeah, that is absolutely true. I mean, uh, so many people do the transformation. And yes, there are certain restrictions. I mean, you need some money to eat and drink and, and have a shelter when it's cold in the Canadian winter. Uh, and, and, and everybody needs that. But 
beyond that, we have the choice to do anything. And Maslow's pyramid goes higher up than just the physical requirements. We have so many levels and we can always reach a newer level, a higher level. And it's just wonderful. We just moved here. It's a smaller house, just a two bedroom. It's all we need. And, and it's wonderful. And I don't mind being here in a, in a closet with a little uh, uh, <laughs> background because when I go out and take my dog for a walk, it's just beautiful. There's woods, there's other people to talk to. It's lovely. Simplicity on the, on the far side of complexity. Right. We don't beautiful. need that much stuff. We downsized from 3,000 square feet to about 1,000. It's beautiful. And, 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 I don't miss nothing. Yeah, amazing. It's amazing how much of, of it, when you look back, was governed by ego. You know, I was like, I want the practice, the chiropractic practice with mm. 11 practitioners and seven staff members. And I got to walk in feeling like I, mm. yeah, I was the master. I was the king. I felt good. And it's like, oh, that was all ego that I needed to prove to myself that I was worthy. And then I'm like, now I just have my small team of people. We have my small team of coaches, simple life. Yeah, simplicity on the far side of complexity. It's part of growing up, isn't it? <laughs> it's so much more rewarding. And I know I had my big practice in Germany. I run it up from zero to eight or 10 uh, employees and three doctors. It was great. What kind, of a, what kind of practice was I it? I was what? a dermatologist, allergist, family doctor, and phlebologist. So I did a lot of wow. surgery. And I did everything that a dermatologist in Germany does, which is way more than here. Autoimmune diseases. It was yeah. cool. I enjoyed Amazing. it, except for the paperwork. Yeah. I, I, of course, I neglected myself. Yes, I mean, of when you see 120 patients a day, you burn out. And what happens? The burden you carry is too much. And for me, totally. my, ba my back broke. <laughs> there you go. This That's slipped it. And put me in the hospital. That yeah, was the it's beginning like from the end. No more taking care of other people. It's all t time to look after you. You can't avoid it anymore. Right. And that was a teaching moment. 100%. And then my ex killed himself. So another woman. Wow. Another, another um, trauma for you to unpack right. and learn and grow from. And it was an amazing experience in the end. And I'm happy I came to Canada and I'm here. It's all makes beautiful. sense in the end. It's beautiful. Now. It's wonderful. You go in the shade. It's too hot. Yeah. Too no, I'm sun. just, I'm just uh, right outside the campfire and I just grabbing another piece of wood to throw in before I lose my <laughs> interesting conversation by the campfire for me. Hey, I love campfires. My uh, husband, my now husband, he used to cut and split firewood. <laughs> oh, beautiful. As a hobby. So he can't do it no more because he ruined his knees and shoulders doing, working as a flawless there, but uh, <laughs> it happens. Mm -hmm. But it is wonderful in, in British Columbia. You have the bigger trees. It's here nice in Nova Scotia too. And what can be nicer? Campfire and warming your hands and meditating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
Alrighty. So what do you want to say to the listeners and watchers? What do you want to leave them with? How can they contact you? How can they learn more about you besides the link that I put on the yeah, video? I have a, a, a group. Um, there's a group um, that I have, Facebook group, called Trigger Proof. I do trainings very often in that, answering questions. That's the best access to me there. Um, I have a... a let me give let me give that to you right here. I have a training, a 90-minute training called Becoming Trigger Proof, where I literally show you how to the steps it takes. DrNeema.com, BW1, and I'm giving you the promo code for it. Can I share that with my viewers? That's exactly it. Excellent. There yes, there you go. Promo yeah, code. There you are. Promo code is trigger proof. It's a 90 minute training that teaches you the steps of healing those attachment wounds, expanding that space between stimulus and response, as Viktor Frankl says. And um, yeah, any other questions you want to reach out and chat, you can do a, a discovery call. There's application. Anybody who is uh, committed to the process of healing their attachment wounds so that they can then go from this limbo state, knowing what their purpose is, learning how to emotionally regulate, uh, healing their relationships, and um, really creating a feeling of safety in their bodies. Uh, healthy relationships, connecting to purpose, um, learning how to emotionally regulate, and um, th this, is, this is what I love teaching. And that is wonderful. And I thank you so much for being on the show. That's truly about the quality of life. Because what quality of life do we have when we are playing the victim? None at all. 100%. So your website, drnima.com, and I'll share it. And I recommend everybody go there. Thank you so much, all of you, for watching this or listening to the show. See you at the next episode. Bye-bye.